This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. It's time to chat some running here on the Kona Edge today, and uh, we welcome back onto the podcast uh, all the way out in Salt Lake City, Utah, Sydney Turbot. Sydney, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. You come from a, a very strong running background. You, you mentioned to me, I think you've run eight Boston marathons. You've had a, a couple of really good runs in Chicago as well. Running's been a part of your life for a long, long time, hasn't it? It has. I started running distance back in 2000, but even when my kids were little, uh, I was running shorter distances, so that's, wow, I'd have to say I've been running 30 years or maybe close to that, yeah. Do you think it helps coming into a sport like triathlon where where running does play such a, a big part in the sport and often that's where it's won and lost, coming from a running background as opposed to maybe coming from a swimming or a cycling background? Well, I think that all of them are important. Um, I I don't, I feel like my, the running background has helped has helped me because, um, like you said, it's it's important and it's at the end. So I do need to work on it, but I think the strength that I already had there has been helpful. I do want it to get better. From an injury perspective, have you have you struggled with many injuries over your running career, or have you sort of been been pretty lucky and blessed in in that regard? No, that was one of the reasons why I got into triathlon. Um, Running marathons is is fun for me. It's a a passion, a love for me, but I do get injured when you're pushing for speed on that kind of distance. I've had issues with plantar fasciitis. Um, I got put out of Boston one year where I didn't, I actually went, but I didn't get to make it to the start line, um, which would have been my ninth Boston, but I get issues with the piriformis. So I I did get injured more marathoning then so far I have not, um, I mean, and I know this can always change, but I have not suffered any type of injury in Ironman yet. Talk to me about the, the, diminish- just the, int- the, the diminishing speed as you, as you get older and the, the frustration of that where you, your body possibly doesn't react as well as it used to maybe 10, 15 years ago. Well, you know, I, when, I, when I changed, I was actually, the last two years of marathons, for me, because I was in my late 50s, um, I hadn't, and I didn't start till 2000 when I was probably 40 or something. So I left before that happened. I actually PR'd the marathon the last two years that I ran. I did uh, Chicago and St. George, and both of those were my two fastest, and they were the last two years that I ran. But I knew that that was coming, this diminishing speed, and that it gets harder. And I I kind of made the switch over to um, triathlon about the same time that I felt that that would that I wasn't going to get any faster because it just does get harder and I've noticed it you know when I'm running in, in the marathons in the Ironmans that it just doesn't come as fast anymore but you have to deal with it I mean I've had a hard time with realizing that I'm not going to you know improve at the rate of a 30 year old but have to deal with it. it. It's not easy, but it is one of those things that you have to have to do. I, I, I guess. Yeah, because you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not. I've gone down kicking and screaming. Believe me, I've been kicking and screaming the whole day. 
Sydney, as as far as something you've done that you think has given you the biggest gains on the run, can you put it down to to maybe one or two things? Mm, consistency, not skipping them, and also doing one thing I had to learn when I switched from running to triathlon is listening to my coaches and doing the actual not running too fast on the days that are supposed to be your easy days, keeping easy days easy and doing the actual run workouts that they set out and not trying to um, change it. I mean, I've done what they asked me to do, but that was harder for me mentally to switch over the type of workouts that I was doing to do. Like when we say nine, one and they say walk a minute after every nine minutes in marathoning training, you don't really do that. But in Ironman training, that has worked really well for our training group. I was going to say, I'm glad you said that in marathon training, you don't do that. But that is probably one of the biggest struggles that somebody coming from a, a running background into into triathlon really battles with, where where you were running at the peak of your career, you were probably running five or six days a week, and you I, I don't know what your training schedule looks like, but I'm guessing you're not doing the same amount of volume uh, training for an Ironman, and often you feel like you're not doing enough. Is is that is that a fair assessment? That's a very fair assessment. Yeah, when you first come in and you're used to thinking, okay, well, I still have to run a marathon. And, you you know, when you're putting in close to 50 miles a week, between 40 and 50 miles a week on running, when you come into triathlon, that's not going to work. You can't, you know, you just don't do that. So trying to do the shorter, and that's why doing the actual set workouts, the running workouts that make a difference, but they're shorter, but they are set up to make a difference and make you, you know, stronger. So that has helped. I mean, I switched my running, the different running workouts are all very different now than they were in marathon. And that's where listening to the coaches really comes into play too, because uh, the coach might be saying to you, run three times or four times a week, and you feel like you should be running six times a week. It's easy to go and second guess and get those two sneaky runs in the rest of the week, but you're actually doing more damage than you are doing good. Absolutely. That that's one thing, and then the other thing is is the, is the type of workout. Like it was hard for me to learn to keep my easy runs easy. Yeah, that that is vital, and it's 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 interesting. We did a, an Ironman summit earlier on this year here on the Cone Edge, and uh, if you want to find out more about it, vimsummit dot com. But one of the the most popular sessions in that summit was uh, exactly around that, where age groupers, most age groupers, are doing their 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 harder stuff, not hard enough, and their easy stuff too hard so that you, you need to almost go even to the further extremes to get the, the 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 bigger benefit out of it yeah and that that's something that we talk about too and that our coaches know and that we have to work on as well and i've that's been one of my struggles is is trying to stay out of that middle ground and either be hard or easy on those runs. Absolutely. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for your time once again here on the Cone Edge. Much appreciated. We look forward to to touching base uh, about your nutrition next time out. Thanks for your time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cone Edge. Run like the wind. Our next free online running seminar is happening soon. Sign up now on the KonaEdge.com slash running seminar.